Hello. Hello. Schmello. Schmel. Schmar. Schmello. Hello, Schmello, to all of you cuties out there. All you beautiful people. All you <laughs> lovely fans. The people that lovely, actually. Lovely fans. Have our words in their ear. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you all are doing well um, and that you had a good Labor Day weekend. Yes. Oh my God, it was Labor Day. Yeah. How did you have weekend? How was your weekend? How did you have weekend? How was your weekend? Um, This is Abby, by the way. And uh, this is therapy thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I'm sorry. (laughs) I love it. Um, This weekend was... Monday was really fun. Uh, We went through my grandmother and grandfather's place. And, like, we're sorting through and, like, cleaning up stuff. Um, oh, that's intense. It, it was it was weird, but it was yeah. really fun. My mom, like, oh. I feel really weird about going into like and taking people that have passed, like taking their taking stuff, their like stuff. gaining yeah. from people that have passed. Yeah, it does feels feel really really icky. weird. After a while, that goes away. I feel <laughs> which I don't. <laughs> and know then how becomes to feel about vintage. That. <laughs> um, it becomes vintage. But yeah, so quick after the fact, it is a little bit like. Just in it the entire time. Yeah. I'm like, I can just take whatever I want. That feels so weird. Yeah. I feel so weird. I feel the same way about like enjoying the food at a funeral. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and you're like taking seconds. Yeah. From like the buffet at a funeral. Yeah. It's just it's, like, no, I should not. I shouldn't be enjoying because this person died. Like, and I'm eating this good food only yeah. because they died. Like. I I fully get it. I fully get it. I do fully get it. I think that the thought that I still grapple with is that the purpose of funerals is to celebrate. Not all of them. A lot of the purpose is to mourn. Depends on the funeral. But like after the funeral, most people like have a party after. I mean... Yes and no. Yeah. Right? It feels... <laughs> if, I don't know. I feel if the person died suddenly, I would say no. Mm. But if it was like known and an older person or like after a long illness... Yeah. Then yeah. Hell yeah. Celebrate. Mm. Um, if I die suddenly, I don't want people celebrating at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a celebration of life, right? Like mm-hmm. I... The way I try to look at death is that... It's a moment to like recognize that entire person. Like now that their story is complete, it's like that was a good ass book, right? Yeah. That was a good story. Yeah, I like that if it's like uh a good natural death. Yeah. You know? Like I mean I understand if it's sudden, but for me it's it's still a celebration of life. I don't know. Okay, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I heard. Heard <laughs> What what do we want to talk about today? Um, you had an idea. Um, um play parties. Yeah, playing and partying mm-hmm. at the same time. Crazy. Um, and what happens when adults play? Yeah. So, do we want to start with like what a play party is? Yeah. I think that's that's a good one. So, what a definition of a play party is? I think should we look that up? I want to. I want to know. Where is my phone? I have a phone. So, according to Google, um, Google. play party 
In BDSM culture, a play party is a social event in which attendees socialize with like-minded people and engage in BDSM tech activities technologies um (laughs) my brain dude (laughs) bdsm technologies oh listen there are a lot of technologies oh my god um generally there's an area for drinking and socializing and an area for changing into more appropriate attire and an area for play or sexual arousing activities Mm. i love that definition that's exactly what you had yeah that's exactly what i hosted everyone was bisexual except for one well, which was he's a question mark, yeah. which I loved. It was so I great. loved how open he, he was about that. Yeah. I was just like, the bisexuality is so strong here. It's so strong. You could like... It was palpable. It was palpable. Oh, yeah. You could so, cut it with a knife. Oh, yeah. It was great. But so that was exactly what I was aiming for too. Like having, you know, I had a very clear space of this is for socializing and that's for playing. And I yeah. think that the cool part that well, do we really want to start about it? Do what? we want to start from the beginning? Yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> so that's a cool definition of the play party. Um, a cool definition. That's a cool definition. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I do like that. Have you been to it's, a play party? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the one Previous. that you threw. Previously. Although I didn't play with anyone. Um, no, not previous. Heard. Cool. I but mean, do you count uh, fratty parties no. where everyone's like grinding up against each other? No, not exactly. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. But like I've been to a few and they're really freaking great. The thing I love about play parties is that... Everyone, the what I find to be really beautiful about BDSM culture is that it's so consent focused. Mm-hmm. That like there for me, it's like therapy because I can go in there and say whatever I want, like whatever I like actually need, and it will be heard and received. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it's like you're cultivating that environment from the beginning. Yeah, like it's just expected. It's like you can say no and nothing else is expected. Yeah. Like that is just the mindset. You can say, I want to do this now and everyone's like, great, Yeah, let's do, do that. It. Yeah, either let's like, do it or you do that. Yeah, like go for it. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. It's really cool. It's um, really, really cool. And I think that that was like, that's my favorite part about play parties is just that people, I can go in there and feel safe. Like just so safe to be like honest and I feel accepted. I feel very accepted. Yeah. Which is so cool. I find it very open. Very open. Yeah. I felt like uh, everyone there was very like-minded. Mm-hmm. How the the um, definition says like, but everyone was, they had different opinions and like we did the game that was called like, let's talk about sex. Yeah. Where we like went around game. and like talked about things and had discussions about sex related um things ideas and ideas and thoughts yeah and like people had such different experiences and yeah but everyone was just like similarly open Mm -hmm. and willing that that's the thing is that i find that everyone there was comfortable with sex or at least like getting and trying to be with it with talking about it yeah like with their past with being with being able to be sexual, but choosing not to. 
Mm-hmm. Like everyone, you know, like we had only a few people there and only two people played. Like Oh, ne- play? Yeah, played. Like no one really did anything. It was freaking awesome. Oh, like with each other? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Like I, I wonder why though. I think it's because everyone was like really just okay with being a part of the space. Yeah, yeah. Like it was more about being there and having the time and like the social time. And free choice. Than, than being like, I'm coming here to fuck. Yeah. Because that's just not the mentality that most people have when they're like right for those situations. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you can go in being like, I want to play with someone. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if your one goal is to fuck someone or play with someone who you didn't know before or whatever, yeah. then that's like a really shallow yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's only my, I mean, I mean it's, it's some, okay to be shallow. Yeah. yeah. Like if that's only what you want, but I think it's much better when people. I think it's as really, long as it's like understood and communicated and agreed upon. Yeah. Then yes. Like people were there for the experience. Some people really do like get off like their, uh, what's it called? Kink is like knowing as little as possible about people. Right. Right. And I mean, that's a space to do that. It's just like, True. for example, there was a woman that I met at a play party literally talked with her for five minutes and then i asked her like i'm sorry and i didn't even apologize i was like can i ask for a favor and she goes yeah like can i eat you out and she goes let me go ask someone really quick but yes like let me go ask someone really quick yeah and then she came back and she goes yes and we like played for a little bit and then we didn't talk much after that and that was like perfect just for the experience yeah yeah it was just like, I just feel this need to do this to you. And what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. And like, that's the beautiful part is that you can find the people that are into what you're into. It's a community that has so many other communities. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And yeah. like, not everyone's into the same thing, which is perfect. And everyone's just like, yeah, go do your other thing. Like, let that be your thing. What's been really cool with my girlfriend is that we get to explore different things together. And it's, like, not a question because what we have is, like, we're just so excited to express different ways Mm -hmm. to play. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Have you been in a BDSM community or, like, I know that you're, that we are, like, poly and bi, but have you been in, like, a larger setting no, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Um, it, so, yeah, in the definition, it said they're in the BDSM community. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Like, can you have a play party without it being in the, in the surrounded by, like, BDSM? Of course. Like we did. Yeah, that's what I thought. So that kind of confused me. So, like, the other How? part about BDSM is the choice not to. Okay. Like, it's constantly a choice right and not to practice i mean it's also just like a term that's just like the term right like the the colloquial term is that there on a bigger scale there are more people open to doing bigger things like either doing shibari which is rope tying or like using a paddle or using like other toys right 
Mm-hmm. That's typically like the space that's created for larger play parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll like go out of their way to like have different like uh, furniture and setting. It's just like the reason why they say BDSM is because typically non-monogamy and BDSM are kind of linked together. Really? Typically. That makes sense. Yeah. Like Anything on the fringes? They have a lot of overlap. They're not the same, but they have a lot of overlap, right? Yeah. The mindset is a lot more open. It's very relaxed. It's it, Yeah, a lot of communication. Yeah, it's great. Consent. I love it. Aftercare. Oh a lot of after. Dude. A lot of after. Well, I've learned so much about like from BDSM and non-monogamy that I've been able to apply to everyday life. Like I learned things from there that I was like, Oh, I just need that in general. Like for example, aftercare, I was like, Oh, I need aftercare just like with being my partner. Like, yeah, I, after having such a high and if they just leave, that's like, that sucks. That sucks so much. So I need like an aftercare regiment with my partner not even just like being sex like having sex with them but just like coming for the week or weekend spending time with them i need like a like a close like a period at the end of that trip does that make sense that feels like aftercare yeah like this aftercare just being more of like a loose term like saying oh i need a goodbye routine Mm, right yeah yeah i feel like we talked about that a little bit Mm -hmm. different kinds of play parties that one could find like Mm -hmm. so for example um some people i've hooked up with and like some of my partners have asked me if i'd be interested in like going to more of like a sex club Mm. i guess it's different from a play party but play party is typically within like a community yeah like there's like a group, uh, like a community in San Diego or in LA or in Berlin or uh, New York or whatever, right? It's typically just like within a, a group of people. Yeah. And I feel like the vetting process is kind of a little bit more intimate. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Typically with play parties, you have to have a voucher. Like their first time coming to a play party, you have to have someone in the community vouch for you. Oh, I thought you meant like a physical voucher. Well, yeah, you also have to buy a ticket. But like, oh. no, uh, you, and they like make sure to balance. It's There's a lot of things go it, that go into that. You buy a ticket to the bigger ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you have to typically join a community either by going to events, knowing someone, going to workshops you have to show that you're interested and like they have to vet you um and or you have someone that's already in there to vet you to vet you right and can vouch for you and then from like and then you're allowed to go as well so you've been to a couple of those yeah they're really great and just like super easy how many people were there um like it's definitely ranged from like 40 to 100 that's 
like the bigger ones are really fun. I met some really interesting people. Like there was a couple that just didn't even take off their clothes. Like they didn't participate in anything. They're huh. just like there. I was like, I love that. They just wanted to watch. Yeah. Like I, oh dude, it was awesome. They yeah. just like sat there and watched. I was like, this is so it was like cool. good vibes. It was such good vibes. They nice. were awesome. Like they didn't even like do anything with each other. No. Huh? No, they kept their clothes on the entire time. I was like, I love that. Like that's, that's sexy. That's interesting. Yeah. That is so awesome. That's oh. hot. I think I could be oh, down yeah. to like do that. And like, but each time I go, like we go as a couple, mm-hmm. we could do different things where it's like, oh, this time we're not going to take our clothes off and we're just going to watch. And then the next time we go, we're going to interact with each other, but no one else. Mm-hmm. And the next time, like it's more open and yeah. kind of switching it up to make yeah. it interesting. Like the first one I went to, um, my friend who brought me and her boyfriend are monogamous. So they only play with each other, even though that she knows a lot of people in the community and he does too. And they like have played separately, of course, but now they're just like monogamous and then they still play, but in a public setting. Oh, okay. So it's really fun. And it's Mom. really cool. Like there's like you get every every kink under the sun. Every yes and no. Um there are some bad ones. Uh really? I mean pedophilia. That you've seen? Like, oh, oh. That's I don't even, like that's a raw, like a terrible kink. I don't really yeah, I don't even really see that as a kink. I kinda see it like as a sickness. Like it gives I kink a bad name. That can go into such a deep conversation. I know. We don't even need to. Like, Let's not. Uh, yeah. That'll Unless be you its want own to. Thing. That's like, that is a, that is a conversation. I don't know if I know enough to really have a to huge. Touch, yeah. To touch on that. Touching on that. But if you have something that I could learn. I just think like, I mean, all, all of us, like the, everything about us is a mindset, right? Mm-hmm. either like preconceived or um like something we grow and learn right right like we are just a summation of our past experiences and you know just sometimes it goes in different ways and i don't believe that hmm. they how do i want to put this i know it's not a choice yeah that's that it's, yeah it's not a choice i i believe it I mean, they could choose not to act on it, but maybe not. But even if they choose not to act on those things, they will still, they'll still feel that way. Yeah. So, and I think it's based on, like you said, like how, how we were raised or Mm -hmm. all of our past experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like genetics too. Is it genetic? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I would assume so. I mean, it's just like sexuality, right? Yeah. Some so is just, sexuality genetic? I, I'm not, yeah, I was never sure. There's a lot of signs that points that uh, sexuality is grouped with other genes. So like if you are, if you have like this, not, if you're gay, uh-huh. there's a higher chance that one of your family members is also yeah. gay Yeah. than if you were. Yeah. I mean, straight. me and my little sister are queer. Yeah. Same mom, baby. Yeah, me and my sister and my cousin, at least that I know of, are mm-hmm. all by. So. Yeah, family. So stuff like that. 
but where are we going with that? Play parties? Yeah, back to play parties. Um, uh, yeah. Where was it? What I was mean, the setting of the play parties? The set, oh, that's a great question. Because those are varied. Yeah. So, for example, one was at someone's home, and then another one was at a venue. Like uh-huh. someone rented out, like they rented out a space. Like there are a lot of community. When I say community, I mean like an actual community slash organization, not one that like profits, but one that like, oh, maybe they profit. I don't know. But like they are a group of people that run it. Right. Yeah. That their whole goal is to bring people together. Was the space um, that they rented with like a lot of rooms or was it a big banquet hall kind of thing one of them had a lot of rooms it was really fun it had like an upstairs a public space like the general socializing area um that was really nice like some more intimate rooms a lot of like beds everywhere or like mats things like that yeah it makes sense um another one and then like the one at the home was like a typical home but one room was like dedicated to play mm-hmm. like it was a playroom where it was just like what yeah a playroom yeah like i love that it was a playroom because and the thing i loved about it the most was what my girlfriend calls squish like all soft stuff it's just like mm. blankets and pillows and yeah cushions and beds and the whole thing right and for me, like at my party, I tried to do that as much as I could. Yeah, that was great. That was really great. I loved the like the cuddle puddle in the middle. Oh, it was so good, yeah. dude. I loved it so much. I actually kept it and I slept there a few times. I found cool. out I really love sleeping on the ground. I mean, you're on the ground right now. You oh, love it. I feel so grounded. I now understand why people think I'm an earthbender. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. I see it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You look kind of look like one of them, too. I do. I'm so dirty all the time. (laughs) With your beard? Yeah. Um, And, like, the muscles. Yeah, they're all jacked because they're just like, whoa. They are all jacked. You're going to watch my show, right? Yeah. I saw it on on Netflix that it's like. Oh, you did? That was, like, coming or whatever coming soon? Yeah. Yes. I'm like that. Save it. Did Uh, you save it? For notification, I'll save it. Okay, please. Okay, I can do that. They know all that. Like they can see all interaction. They use that as their metrics. Heard. I'll do that. Everyone listening, watch Avatar: The Last Airbender when it comes out, please, (laughs) on Netflix. Okay, all fifteen people. You can talk about that. Yeah. Can you? Okay, you can share that now. I can share. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I can share what it is, but I can't share any information about about it. it. Heard. Cool, dude. Anyway, play parties. Play parties. So squish. Uh, like I learned. Yeah. Like very inviting. You know. Very inviting, dude. Yeah. It's just like an area for you to be comfortable. That's the thing. It's just like, that's the thing I love about BDSM. It's just about being comfortable and like feeling good. And sometimes that means lack, like choosing not to do things, right? Or it's about being comfortable to be uncomfortable. Can you explain? Like the bondage part. Oh, I get yeah. it. Yeah. That's funny. Like the masochistic. Yeah. And, ha. So it. <laughs> ha. Because <laughs> uh, it's bondage, sadism, 
I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think about this a lot. I should just look it up. BDS, sadomasochism. Mm, M is mommy issues. (laughs) Yes. BDSM stands for bisexual dominatrix, uh, sexually manipulating. (laughs) (laughs) BDSM. Dude, when I went to the, uh, the, um, sex shop in portland i was like turned on the sex shop yeah, yeah. they're great for that like i was turned on in the sex shop i was kind of like this is a new feeling yeah it feels good yeah being kind of aroused by that like just being in an in environment space, yeah is like sexy you know oh, even if you're not yeah. doing anything fully closed clothed oh, yeah I love and you're with no one that you would hook up with. It's just like oh yeah, just the energy. It's the like energy. this it's sexy. Oh, they do a great job with it. Like good ones, right? Yeah. Um, I I love this. I need to go to a sex store again. I need to do it. Need it's to go dangerous party. though. It's so expensive. Yes, it and is. I want to get a lot. It's of definitely stuff. a privilege for sure. Um, but that's also why it toys makes, are a privilege. Toys are a privilege. Didn't think about that. Yeah, major privilege. Wow. Mm-hmm. Everyone else just has to go acoustic with it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> More um, on hands, we'll say. Yeah, hands on. But no, like play parties are definitely a privilege, like fully. So, yeah, especially if you you have to pay for them. Yes, but it's even just, just like any like, concert. <laughs> well, like like the oh, dude. What's sad is that sometimes you can consider a privilege, or um, you can consider feeling safe and open and like comfortable mm. as a privilege. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that sad? It is sad. That's so sad. So like BDSM like heightens that in a lot of ways because you have to like, it's a privilege to be a part of that community. You have to like earn it in different ways, like depending on yeah. whatever it is. Right. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Any yeah. reason why? Anything that you care to share or want to talk um, about? Any shares? Any shares? I just don't know if I will if I'm like comfortable playing with. Okay, maybe I'd go with someone. Yeah, with someone that I know. Mm-hmm. That you I definitely would. That you want to. That I would play, play with. with, and I probably wouldn't play with anyone else. Mm. Um. That's the part that I think I'm not ready for because mm. I'm getting more like af- as a, I get out of college, mm-hmm. the longer I get out of college, the less I want to like have a stranger enter me, mm. you know? Yeah, no, I, I do. Um, I understand. And, or just be sexual with me. Yeah. yeah. So I think I just, I would need more like time. Mm. I hear that. I, I kind of hate that I'm going to say this. But I've actually been like a safe space for so many people that they say that and they're like, but I feel really comfortable with you. Like I'm very lucky that so many people feel safe around me. That's one of my favorite things about myself. I make people feel safe so quickly. Oh, yeah. So like I think that being open to it is very important because that's how all of my relationships kind of start. It's just like most of my relationships start. It's like, oh, this like I'm just naturally comfortable and make them feel comfortable. And then we just lean into it. 
and then just goes. Yeah. My mother and my sister would say the exact same. Like, we're just like, well, this makes sense. Let's just do it. Yeah. Do how it? you were raised. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I think that's how our family is. Yeah. We're just like, decisive. obviously. We're, yeah. Well, our whole family is decisive. We just like, we just execute. We're executors. <laughs> we are that dot exe. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy about it. But yeah. I that s- was a coding joke. It was a I thought I didn't joke. really get <laughs> I'm so excited to see you. She comes Sunday. Yay. Happy. Thank God. We're talking about play parties right now. Yeah, we are. Yeah, me too. It was really fun. That was really fun. I don't know why I have this on. What do you mean? this? We have to record all this. Recording all this. Babe, what do you have to say? We are on record. Perfect. I have to say that I'm really happy I was able to be there and it was a lovely mix of of just like sweetness and um yeah freedom to kind of express or be however we want mm-hmm. to be and I'm really grateful to have met all of those beautiful people in such a beautiful space. That was was my girlfriend coming in hot with some, with a direct quote of what she feels. First person perspective. Yes. Thank you. I wish I had my microphone with me so I could be really official. Anyway. Oh, I was talking with my friend today and I just slapped you in the face. I'm sorry. Um, like I was talking with my friend today and he like we were talking about like having he has anxiety and depression. Um yeah. and so which is very relatable. Very relatable. Like as I sigh. Massively. And I'm just like, yeah, I totally get it. One thing he Felt. said today, so he asked me to record him on this uh climb. I'm like, yeah, like I would love to. And he goes, the cool part about like asking to record is that it already feels like everyone has cameras on me because I was like uh, anxiety and depression because you're always thinking that it's like people are watching you, right? Like oh, you're being yeah. judged all the time. And so we started talking about that. It's like, it's so relatable. Do you still feel that? What? People just watch you. Oh, uh, uh, Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think less so. I think I'm a little less uh, mm-hmm. thinking about, I don't know. Do you get anxiety about it? No. Did you ever? I don't think I ever got anxiety about it, but I got, I felt weird. Like I felt like when I went to a grocery store, like Trader Joe's, it felt like everyone was like looking at me. Why Trader, why Trader Joe's? <laughs> Just an example. No, I why Trader? No, that's the per, that's that's what I'm talking about. Because people are very flirty there. Are they? Yeah, and they're friendly. And I felt like people were looking at me. Trader Joe's is the place to go. And I, I'm literally wearing like a Trader Joe's yeah. shirt right now. I I love like finding people at the market to talk to because they obviously live really close to you, right? Like right. Because yeah, you're not gonna go far for a market. Yeah. Oh, you're frozen stuff. Ooh, That's how I you should, meet hot I, singles oh, in your area. Holy shit. <laughs> I just broke Abby. <laughs> Wait, I should have been going there to meet people. You Well, now this adjustment can be made. <sighs> Pasta. Pasta. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Can I reach <laughs> over for that marinated tofu? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> like it's my new catchphrase. Oh my god! Pasta, oh, pasta, pasta. pasta. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, you're so funny, dude. Sorry. Oh, what what produce are you getting? Oh, bananas, cucumbers. Oh, I, I got a banana for you. I got it. <laughs> Let me give you that dragon fruit, baby. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, we were talking about how he has anxiety and depression about having people watch him. And I was like, so relatable. No way. Um, and I go. Just making myself crack up. And he goes, I and I know it's like not true. For example, I'll be walking, say in like a cafeteria or a room and whatever. And I'm like, everyone's watching me. And then I look around and no one is. I'm like, yes, Max. I love you. You're special. But no one's watching. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I don't feel like that. Like it's that's it, like some get out shit. Mm, you know, have you seen the movie? Have I? Yeah. They all like the, the it's in reality though, mm-hmm. where they all just like act like he doesn't exist and like he's any other person. Yeah. And then he'll notice they all just like watch him. They're all just like turning it to him at the same yeah. time. And then he looks at them and they all turn away. It's so creepy. Yeah. 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 But like that's that's what we we don't feel it to that creepy extent. Oh, okay. We feel it as in like if they catch me, I'm either going to get in trouble or it's embarrassing. Or Catch me what? Like existing? I'm going to get in trouble, right? Like catch me and I'm going to get in trouble. For doing For nothing? doing something, yeah. Oh, for doing something? For doing something or just like existing. Like you feel like guilty we, from for just being, for just existing. If we do something out of line, basically. And sometimes, oh. yeah, just for existing. It's very Kafka-esque. Huh? Kafka-esque. Ex- explain. Um, sorry, that's my English major coming out. Um, he was a, a novelist, mm-hmm. a Czech novelist, and he wrote um, a lot of famous books, one of them called The Trial, and it's basically about a man who is tried in a court and treated like a criminal very seriously by everyone mm. involved in the book. Mm. And he's like, I literally did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I did nothing. Uh, I'm, you're trying me for, and this is an old book. 
So it seems like a trope right now. Mm-hmm. But he started the trope. So if anything mm. is like you just you just feel like something about you is like crazy. Cr- like everyone is like you're guilty yeah. and you did nothing. Like it, people say like it's very Kafkaesque, like a bad nightmare. Oh, got it. No, I get that. That's like I've I had dreams it. like that. Yeah, totally. His books read read like dreams. Yeah, like it's bad like dreams. every yeah they are bad dreams. Yeah, I've left, definitely woken up from dreams like that, like either screaming or crying. Yeah, it's just like oh, and then you are like, I'm so glad that I was dreaming. Was dreaming. Yeah, like one time I <gasps> had that and I woke up and I scared my girlfriend. I just started crying into her. Aww. Like this was a few years ago, like with my ex, but I was just like so sad. I'm like, everyone said it was my fault, even when I know it wasn't. And even yeah. like the people I trusted said so. It was just Yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that's it very was, Kafka. It was so wild. I'm like, thank mm. God. And it's hurt so much. But it's not to that degree typically. Okay. It's to the point like before that where it's just like everyone like it's almost there like it's teetering like if i step out of place everyone thinks Mm. i'm like is watching and waiting Mm. for me to fail and so it's like very uh debilitating and paralyzing sometimes and like when i had it um i was talking about climbing it's a very social sport Mm -hmm. and you are literally on a wall people are watching people are watching you yeah like literally they are watching you and I was just like, I, and my therapist goes, why did you pick the most social sport then? It just literally highlights you on a wall. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the, com- everyone watches you for tips and like, it's part of the community. Yeah. It's part of the culture. And it's so weird. Yeah. It's it, really weird. It's really weird. I mean, it, like makes sense. Right. But at the same time, it's just weird. So we were talking about that, um, talking about how, like we started talking about how I got over it. I really don't even remember. I don't know how. How you got over it? Yeah. I think it just goes away. No. No? <laughs> no, it doesn't. You got to find something. Like I wish it did. That'd be nice. Um, some people it does just from like because you grow out of like a mindset. But for some people you have to deliberately change that mindset, right? Yeah. Like one thing that helped me I think was like giving myself grace like not saying that for example today one of my friends uh he does act like he teaches acro and he's acro. like a acro yoga oh and he's really he says oh yeah I'm really bad at recording and posting and doing all of that like uh social media social stuff? media stuff I'm uh-huh. like no you're just learning he goes Thank you. You're right. I mm. love that mindset. Give yourself shit. grace. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, everyone starts from zero. Right. And yeah, I mean, there's, you can say like, Oh, I've been like bad at this my entire life. It's like, no, you just haven't chosen to learn or like practice it in a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. And just giving yourself grace to be like, Oh, if I give myself grace, I'm sure other people would too. Partially because you give your friends so much grace. Right. Right. Like, yeah. we are our harshest critics. Totally. I definitely am. Yeah. And, like, our friends care about us so much. Like, whenever people say something bad about them and they're my friend, I'm like, yo, you're talking to my friend like that. Yeah, I said that the other day. Yeah. Because you told me about that. And, yeah, she was just like, oh. 
You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like she was just kept putting, she was putting herself down mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. on like her appearance or different random little things. Mm. And I was just like, stop talking to my friend like that. Yeah. You know? It's like, that's, you wouldn't accept that for anyone yeah. else. Why do you accept that for yourself? Yeah. It's don't, don't bully yourself. Don't everybody bully yourself. out there listening. True. Um, and it's just, it's like giving yourself grace kind of lends yourself to being okay with failing and recognizing that other people are okay with you failing. Yeah. Slash don't care that you're failing. Like in the general public, people just don't care. I feel like other people don't actually expect that much of us. True. That too. Like that's crazy. The like I, I expect so much from myself. Yeah. Which is why I judge myself for mm-hmm. like not me- meeting certain standards. Mm-hmm. But I always forget about how like literally no one else cares. Maybe. Okay. My parents. Yeah. They definitely expect a lot of me. But. I mean that's internalized. That's internalized too. Yeah. yeah. Like. But that's. Everything is internal. Like that that fear is internalized because we were probably taught to always be on alert. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't feel like we were safe. Mm-hmm. And so like, because of that, we just assume that we always have to be on alert and ready and like have to defend ourselves. I wonder if it's like, if you're raised when you're little and like every little thing you do is criticized. Oh, for sure. dude. That's what happens. That's like, like a major thing. Yeah. That happened with me and my dad in my like yeah. school, like the, everything, like Literally. every little thing you do, even if it just is a very small thing. Literally the, the parent everything. feels like, Oh, this is a teaching moment. Like I need to keep them in line. Mm-hmm. And it's not even always like a teaching moment. It's just like, stop that. It annoys me. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So not coming from, necessarily a good place no yeah and you know like to a degree it can come from a good place uh, but like one thing i heard was the worst thing that you can do is call a kid smart Hmm. because it just it sets them up to expect so much of themselves yeah that they become that they either oh, yeah. succeed. Like, I have to be smart. Yeah, like they have to be perfect. Yeah, right. That's how I felt. Yeah. 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 That and that I we couldn't feel. fail. Yeah, I had to get straight A's. Everyone were they were like, "You're, you're good at school, so yeah. you must be good at school." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like saying something and then expecting you to meet that. Yeah. And then we internalize that. Yeah. What's a better way to uh, talk to a kid? Oh. To give them like good praise. So they, yes, try practicing good praise. Um, What, what, so what one study was, they had two groups. They had a group of kids that were told that they were smart, like good job on being smart. And another group of kids that were rewarded for trying so hard. Like good work, you tried. Like you, like you pushed through. And when they t- and they like tested them, saw what they did, and then like reward them like with uh, praise. And then the next time, the kids that were told that they were smart did lower. Mm. And then compared to like last time, and then the kids that were told good job for working hard and studying and doing all that, they got. Uh, higher scores yeah because they tried harder 
Yeah. Um, I, that took me so long to get there. I'm sorry. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's really cool. Then when you're an adult and people say, good job, you tried really hard. Mm-hmm. People don't see that as a compliment. No, what you say is like, I love how much work you put in. You did such a good job of like handling these things. The travel, the journey that you did is really awesome and really cool. For example, my friend literally today, he told me that he got like his first grant he ever wrote solo to the NIH, the National Institute of Health. Mm. Got, got it. Yeah. A year and five months he got a $1.2 million grant that he wrote by himself. It took him a year and five months to write it? No, no, no. For it to like, uh, for it to pass. And because oh. they're so thorough. Like that, like. Wait, dude, oh, it took, wait, to pass? Yeah. Like he submitted it so a submitted year it. and five months ago. Whoa. Yeah. And it didn't get rejected. That's awesome. Oh, it's so impressive is it for like a dude that is for where he works or volunteers yeah no his company that is so impressive like if he says that anywhere he can probably get any job yeah that is so fucking cool like and it's awesome and i was like dude that is so like that's a lot of work like you did so great at doing all those things like again like i was trying to praise the work like i didn't say like oh you're so smart of course you did like saying of course you did oh yeah is like a major is one that like dismisses yeah it dismisses all the work they put in yeah it's like obviously it's like yeah then it's it's just reaffirming yeah this is because of what i did yeah my my sister writes grants um that's really cool for this she volunteers at this place Mm -hmm. in oakland Mm -hmm. and it's like she does a lot of volunteering with them because they um they take dirty syringes Mm -hmm. from people and then they give them clean ones Mm -hmm. and then and it's a lot of that so it's just like yeah helping like the diseases and stuff like not spread and Mm -hmm. um it's not saying don't do it because they know that that's not an effective way to help people no the most effective way to help people is to just make it safer and that's what they're doing Mm -hmm. it's great um but she's written a couple grants for them and like gotten them wow it'll be like a hundred thousand dollars that's impressive for like them to do their work yeah just people like saying yeah we'll give you money give you money we'll give you a lot of money that's insane that's insane uh i want to touch on like her work recognizing that telling them no is not effective that's why America has a, such a big drinking problem because we make it such a taboo that when kids drink, it hits two things. It one is like a rebellious act against their parents because they're told so strongly no. Yeah. And it makes you feel good, right? So you can, you put together like this feel good, fuck you energy. Yeah to drinking and people get addicted to that yeah rather than like with families like raising them just like appreciate alcohol Mm -hmm. like any other drink right it's like sex too Mm -hmm. like if you're brought up without any um information on contraception and all that and you're just everyone's just like don't have sex Mm -hmm. 
until you're married. Dude, that was literally my upbringing. Yeah, really? That was my upbringing. I, don't I, have sex with me. Don't, I was raised Catholic. They were like good touch, bad touch. That was it. Like we never really. Were, were, were they like you have to save yourself for marriage? Yeah, of course. Oh, wow. Like the whole thing. And they didn't tell you how to have protective sex. I, like it was like uh, they do not t- like it's just like you keep boundaries they said literally just don't even get there they didn't even tell me yeah like what like what a condom was uh, like when like the joke was like oh yeah you know how in movies they'll like say they'll have he- health ed and like everyone take condoms like don't have sex yeah. here are the condoms i was like i've never had that yeah they're just like don't have sex or you'll die yeah well not die but like you'll go to hell right yeah yeah. Uh, so I, which a, is God, no, sorry. Just the, another point to prove the rule that like, if you just say, no, don't do this, the people are going to do it anyway. And True. you're just like hurting them. Mm-hmm. And so the better way, the better policy is to just like educate, meet, meet them there and educate and yeah. or give them resources. Fun fact about education is that whenever you bring education to, a country this is like gonna sound real weird for a second where it's like they have less kids and they are healthier and they uh the entire economy slash country gdp goes up like the worth of the country goes up that makes sense and like they have and they're all like they typically are much more successful because yeah because they're like making businesses and they're mm-hmm. doing their own thing rather than just telling them to do something. Yeah. It's very That's interesting. interesting that they yeah. have less kids. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean like literally they're like hands on the farm having yeah. more kids. If yeah. you just like work on a farm. Oh yeah. Right. Having more kids means more, more, kids, hands, on more farm. hands on the farm. Yeah. More, more kids to take care of you when you're older. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's why a lot of, a lot of older parents have like seven siblings, right? Part of yeah. it too is that they would just die. Mm, yeah. Like babies just died. Like that was just a thing. There <laughs> was, was no guarantee. Yeah. There still is. Is not. No, but like but. it was way more of a percentage, right? Like a way higher percentage of right. baby mortalities. And again, education brought along cleanly, cleanliness and that saves ba- babies. And like lives. And that's why we have less children because you don't have to bank on the fact mm. or like kind of play the odds, right? Yeah. I'm just kind of crazy. Yeah. How much time have we been talking for? Uh, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm feeling it. Getting tired. That was a good one. I enjoyed that. That was a good one. A little that. off the rails at some points. <laughs> yeah, it was. We really got, we, we stayed pretty consistent. We like had a branch, a tangent. Yeah. Couple, a couple. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, even for a condition. That Talking we're about in. good, clean, fun. Good, <laughs> clean. Yes, everyone, stay clean, please. Mm-hmm. Although fun. So I'm talking to this human that is in. Uh, What's it called? In a master's degree program to become a social worker, and she wants to become a sex therapist at some point. I'm like hell yeah, let's freaking go, and currently she has to learn about a kink like she has to pick for one of her assignments she has to pick three kinks that were on this page or like three things and they had to do research about the ones that they didn't know 
Hmm. Pick three of them. And she goes, what's cool. bug chasing? I'm like, I've never heard fuck? of that. Do you know what bug cha- no. chasing is? Bug chasing is like the thrill of risking an STI or STD. Oh my God. Or like searching to get them. That's a kink? That's a kink. That's horrible. It's, I don't, I mean, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, okay, yeah, that's your choice. It's your it's, body, your choice, but yeah. then don't give it to people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, it's like about getting it. Yeah. But it's wild. Damn. It's wild. I thought it was going to be like they run around chasing bugs on the ground and they get off from that. Some people do. Some people enjoy like bugs biting them or like crawling on them or putting them in genitalia. No. Yeah. Literally think of it. Someone's no. It. Sorry, love. I did. I did the research. Now like everyone bugs. knows. <laughs> Anyway, this was who, fun. Any hoozles? Any hoozle bees? Um, yeah, this was fun. It might be our last one in, in person. person. Yeah, it's wild for a while. For a bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, it'll be around for sure. Yeah. Um. So crazy. Crazy indeed. Episode thirty-five. Is it really? Yeah. Dang, we've been Dang. doing this for a bit. Yeah. It's kind of cool, but all right. I love you, Abby. Love you too. Love everyone listening and you're all beautiful and smart and capable and strong and you you can say whatever you want and need to and goodbye yeah (laughs) bye bye Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Airplanes are really cool. <laughs> and the moon moves. <laughs> and the moon moves. Um, what were we saying death (laughs) all right death